Good health is a crown worn by the healthy that only the ill can see. Your health really is your wealth. Join us for the next hour as we explore disease and attaining and maintaining good health. This is Dischem Medical Monday, brought to you by Dischem, pharmacists who care. And good morning to you. Happy, happy Monday. Listen, it's got, it can only get better as we get closer to spring, right? Today reaching a high of 19 degrees. I don't know, 19 degrees doesn't seem to feel like it used to. 19 degrees used to be quite warm. It's still cold. Anyhow, my name is Kathy Kayla. I'm standing in here on the Skim Medical Monday show. Thank you so much for joining me. And uh, let me introduce you to the rest of the team. We've got Craig Guthrie. He's my engineer this morning. And my producer is Slick Seleke. And let me tell you, a slicker man never lived. <laughs> Just awesome. So thank you so much, Slick. Uh, today we're going to be talking about, well, every two weeks, if you follow the Disco Medical Monday show, every two weeks I have a pharmacist in studio with me, David Kahn. Morning. Morning, Kathy, and morning to your listeners. <laughs> David is the dispensary manager at Discam Linksfield, and what we do is we look at groups of drugs, of pharmaceutical drugs, and how they work, what the condition is. This isn't a place to diagnose, right, your condition, or if something is wrong, but there are a lot of drugs with a lot of side effects. They are, co- they are contraindicated, and we look at groups of drugs that are very, very commonly prescribed. One of the most commonly prescribed drugs are a group of drugs called PPIs. These are proton pump inhibitors. So if you are on a drug like Nexium or any of its generics, that's an example of a proton pump inhibitor. But if you're anything like me, you don't read the package inserts of drugs. Admit it. Yeah, I heard you. I, uh, I saw you nodding your head. Anyhow, that's what we're going to be talking about. So if you want to get in touch between now and about 5 to 11, this is how you get in touch. You can send us a text on SMS, and that number is 34519. Those SMSs are charged at VAS rates. You can also send us a telegram if you have the app, and that is that number is 61 Eight nine five one zero one nine, or you can give us a call on zero one zero one forty thirty twenty. And good morning, David. How are you? Morning, great. Thank you, Kathy. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about somebody's got acid reflux. Let's look at all the different ways that one could treat acid reflux or any of the other, um, you know, diseases. Indigestion. Indigestion. Acid reflux. Yes. Yeah. The, the the starting point was always to try and neutralize the acid in the stomach. Right. And before the advent of real drugs, people used your dairy products, um, alkaline products, sodium bicarb. So, which is ironic because because surely yeah. that long term would create more acid. It can do because yes. your body's got yeah. a, the system called homeostasis where it regulates all your levels. So if you're adding alkaline, your body then needs to counteract that and produce yes. more acid. Yes, and by doing that, you're also putting food into your stomach, which needs to be digested. So it, it, it needs produced that. acid. Yes. However, um, your products, like I'll name the brands, Rennie's, um, that was purely is. Still a very popular product. Yes. It works well. Having a peppermint after a meal. 
can be very good for neutralizing the peppermint acid. Peppermint tea, I think, is also quite peppermint good. Peppermint right? tea is good, yes. Yeah, correct. What about, what about yeah. um, I think Fogel has also got, they've got alkaline powder, which is Base just powder. generally. It's, yes, it's, that it's, would help. And I think the skims, you've got your own brand of uh, of alkaline powder. You just drink, you know, a correct. half a cup yes. every morning, and yeah. it neutralizes yeah. a lot of the acids in your body yes. because cancer grow, loves acid. Inflammation, inflammation, yeah. acid. It's a brilliant pH, product, yes. by the way. Correct, it does. And it works well for gout as well. Yes. Well, there you yeah. go. Yeah. You see, and there's mango <laughs> flavor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Um, <clears throat> then we have our, our herbal products, um, like one with the, the nice name Iberogast, oh. which uh, is a drop and it's prescribed by the specialists, which means it, it has a good reputation. It does work. That works on reflux. It works on um, colic. Could Most you give it to a baby or not? It's not given to babies, no, no. Um, so it's, when you say it's a herbal product, what do you do with it? You In take the drops. You take, you take the drops. It's a... Like a um, tincture. A, it's a tincture, yes. Yeah. Okay. So you would take 20 drops three times a day before meals. And that, that works really well. Um, and then from there we move on to the the real drugs. And in, in the 1970s, moving into the 80s, um, two drugs came into the fore. Your, it's a type of antihistamine, except allergies are um, affected by a particular histamine receptor called an H1. And then your acid in your stomach is generated and um, to use an H2 histamine receptor blocker would control acid production. We had the products, um, they were, the most common brands were Tagamet and Zantac. Um, two years ago, Zantac was, ranitidine is the molecule, that was withdrawn from the market because suddenly evidence came to the fore that it had a strong association with causing certain cancers. Oh gosh. So what used to be the gold standard, um, Suddenly fell out of favor. Yeah, it's, it, you know, I wonder how many of our medications are actually making other areas of our lives problematic. You know? Yes, yes. Anyhow, yeah. if you've got yeah. any questions, we are going to be talking about the Nexiums, we are going to be talking about all the different proton pump inhibitors, all the different ways. If you have suffered from acid reflux, what has helped you? If nothing has helped you, Tell us that, but to get in touch, let it not be said that you don't call, you don't write, right? And uh, you can get in touch by sending an SMS on 34519, that is the text line, or 0618951019 on Telegram. You can also give us a call on 0101403020. We're talking about proton pump inhibitors and uh, my very esteemed guest and friend to everybody who goes to Diskem Linksfield is the dispensary manager, David Kahn, and he's in studio this morning. I want to ask you something. Is your shopping list longer and your time shorter? Diskem Delivered has you covered. From healthcare essentials to baby food, beauty and toiletries, whatever you need, Diskem Delivered has you covered. You can download the easy-to-use Diskem app and you can shop over 7,000 products. 
<laughs> and you get them at in-store prices. Isn't that just incredible? It'll be delivered to you within 60 minutes. Now you can relax while Diskem delivers your essentials to you. It's that simple. Diskem delivered from Diskem to you. Diskem Pharmacies. Say it with me. Pharmacists who care. This is Medical Monday brought to you with compliments of Diskem. Pharmacists who care. Time has just gone quarter past ten. I'm Kathy Kayla. This is Diskem Medical Monday. And my guest this morning is the pharmacy manager at Diskem Linksfield. His name is David Kahn. We are talking about the different ways that you could treat and i'm sa- i'm saying that you should ultimately you should go and well ultimately you should all your first point of call should always be your doctor right your house doctor your gp a gastroenterologist but you should definitely get medical attention and i'll tell you why and this is a personal story i can remember for when i was a little girl i always used to look at my my boba boba kayla she had aprons, she had handbags, and wherever she went, there were always Rennies. She had a serious problem with acid. Ultimately, it was an indicator of something much more sinister, unfortunately. So always rule out the very, very serious, and that's where you you have to consult with a doctor, perhaps a specialist. you know, always start with your GP and then take it from there. But uh, one of the most widely prescribed, and I'm, I'm not sure why it's prescribed here, but over the, it's over the counter in many other countries, um, is a proton pump inhibitor called Nexium. Right? I think I think as a community we probably probably get bulk discount on Nexium from the <laughs> from. From this game. So how does Nexium work? <clears throat> and what is the active ingredient, David? The active ingredient of Nexium is isomeprazole. Um, now, um, <clears throat> Nexium and the other competing molecules in the market are available over the counter. Oh, really? But the okay. indication is to treat indigestion. So they're available in packs of 7 and 14. And as of December last year, November, December time, Nexium was the latest one to be permitted to be sold without a prescription. And so I'm not going mad that I, that, uh, that I needed a prescription, right? No, you're not that, going mad. That, that anyone no, needed no, a prescription. No. Okay. Um, and the, the problem with over the counter sales is that people don't want to pay a consult fee. Yeah. So they'll keep coming back every week to buy their pack of seven or fourteen, and they might be treating or masking, like you said, with your boba. There, there's a very ubiquitous bacteria known as um, is it that pylori? Um, Helicobacter pylori, yes. Yeah. And that, if you have an ulcer, you have an open wound within your digestive system, either in your stomach, gastric ulcer, or in the duodenum, which is the next pathway into the bowel. <clears throat> and if you have an open wound, which is infected by a bacteria, and you are constantly swallowing a PPI to treat it, you're making yourself feel better. You're taking the heat away. However, you're just enhancing the environment for that bacteria to thrive. And that has some potentially sinister um, effects down the line with regard to certain cancers. Yeah. So, 
It could be we, masking something. It could yes, be, you know, yeah. you don't want to mask something yeah. that's really serious that is treatable. Yeah, yeah. You know, however severe it yeah. is. So we do try and advise and refer people um, to go for scopes to be investigated to ensure that that bacteria is excluded. Yeah. Because that isn't treated only with a PPI. You need to kill the infection. So there's a combination of antibiotics that are given with those um, by the specialists. Yeah, so PPI mm. are proton pump inhibitors, and they yeah. reduce, if you've just joined us, they reduce yeah. the amount of acid made by your stomach. Uh, mm. They're commonly used to treat acid reflux, ulcers of the stomach, and part of the gut called the duodenum. Yes. Uh, most people who take a proton pump inhibitor don't develop any side effects. Now, that is not necessarily true. Uh, this is like very controversial. Yeah. I never thought that Nexium or any of the generics. What are the generic names? Um, Trustan. Um, the, well, you've got your, your other molecules. Yeah, they're not necessarily um, the, generics the, yeah, of it, right? The, the original um, proton pump inhibitor was Losec, which is omeprazole. And then Nexium came to the fore at I'll describe it as a more pure form of um, of um, LOSEC. You just basically with within molecular structure, you you almost get left and right-handed molecules. And through science, we've discovered that a left-handed hand, a left-handed molecule might be slightly more effective than the right-handed molecule. Um, I have no idea what that uh, means, okay. but I'm going to give yeah. you an opportunity okay. to explain it to Blondie over <laughs> okay. here. Yeah. To my, um, to, inside yeah. my brain yeah. is a five-year-old. Well, yeah. well, so if uh, you can explain yeah. it to me in those terms, we're yeah. going to do that right after this. I'm Kathy okay. Kaler. This is Diskem Medical Monday. David Kahn, he's my guest. He's the pharmacy manager at Diskem Linksfield in the neighborhood. Go and say hello and uh, go and get some advice from any of your Diskem pharmacists because they are pharmacists that care. This is Medical Monday brought to you with compliments of Diskem, pharmacists who care. I'm Kathy Kaler and this is Diskem Medical Monday. I'm standing in at the moment and my guest in studio is David Kahn. He's a pharmacy manager at Diskem in uh, Linksfield, go and check him out. Well, go and check out Diskem, but you can ask him <laughs> for advice. <laughs> Today we're talking about proton pump inhibitors. Okay, if, you, if you've just joined us, I'm going to catch you up and I'll try and do this in a very short summary. So there's different ways that you can treat acid reflux. One is you can take something like Arrhenes, which is which is adding alkaline to try and neutralize the acid in your in your stomach. But your body actually needs that acid to digest your food, right? I don't know if you remember, there used to be a television ad, and there was a guy with with a bottle of this pink acid, some kind of scientist, and he would drop in two rennies, and then he would drink it because it had turned the acid to water. Do you remember that advert from mm-hmm. many years ago? Yes. That's essentially what rennies does in your stomach. The problem is, is that sometimes it can actually make your condition worse because there's a body system called homeostasis, which the body, um, our body regulates itself, whether it's our blood pressure or whether it's the sugar levels or whatever it is in our blood. It's going to reg- um, regulate the pH of our body as well. If you keep feeding alkaline into your body, your body has to respond in order to regulate that homeostasis by producing more acid. So if it's very, very 
you know, if it's very short term, if it's like after one particular hot meal or whatever it is, rennies are cool. But long term, it might not be the solution for you. Then you've got another kind, which is, um, what's that one called? Gaviscon. We, yes, I was going to say we hadn't spoken about Gaviscon. Yes, let's talk about Ga- Gaviscon. Gaviscon is something that is taken after a meal and the the active ingredients of Gaviscon react with your stomach acid and it turns it into a, a gel that floats on top of your stomach contents. So if you were having any reflux situation, as your your acids are sort of um, ejected up into the esophagus, it's, it gets coated and neutralized by the Gaviscon. So and it's safe to use in pregnancy, which a lot of these it's, other drugs aren't. Yeah, it is safe in pregnancy, yes. Yeah. Um, the, the only negative risk of Gaviscon really is that um, cardiac patients, blood pressure patients, it can elevate sodium levels, which adds to blood pressure issues. Um, it's rare, but it's something to be aware of. Yeah. So if, if you are taking it very regularly, regularly, then you need to be aware for that. If you've got any questions around, you know, medications that are either proton pump inhibitors or something that you're taking to control acid reflux, and let's face it, medications can con- can cause acid reflux. Uh, you know, a lot of painkillers, ibuprofen, they can definitely trigger um, acid reflux. So perhaps you're having a problem. I'm particularly interested if you are iron deficient, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, but make a special note if you're iron deficient. Let me know if you're on a proton pump inhibitor, will you? And you can send through an SMS. You don't have to sign your name. Uh, 34519 on SMS to say you on it and you're iron deficient or whatever it is. Or you can send me a telegram on 061-895-1019. You can also give me a call on 0101403020. Very, very controversial. When I was researching for today with my conversation, for my conversation with you, David, I actually came across a study that was produced in 2006 by the journal for, uh, let me have a look, for the American Medical Association. <clears throat> and what's so interesting about this is that they found that there is a direct correlation between being on a proton pump inhibitor, whichever one that is, whether it's Nexium, whether it's any of the other generic molecules that work the same way. They, they stop your proton pump inhibitor, it stops your body from producing the acid. They found a direct correlation between hip fractures and long-term use of a proton pump inhibitor. We don't hear a lot about this from the doctors at the time. Okay, so firstly, what's your thought on that? Swallowing a proton pump inhibitor effect, it turns off the taps that produce acid into your stomach. Yes. Um, pep, there's a, an enzyme called pepsinogen which gets activated by acid and turns it into pepsin. And that is involved in the digestion of proteins in your diet. Okay. So adjusting, well, increasing the acid, the the pH of your stomach contents is going to have a negative effect on the absorption of certain elements within your diet. And one of those that's affected is vitamin B12. 
So it it does have long term repercussions, but the, the 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 evidence is not really spoken about. As you said, it's it's not mentioned much. So I mean that's that's really strange because yeah. um I can't actually remember yeah. where I learnt about the connection yeah. between a proton pump inhibitor and iron deficiency as well. It stops yeah. your body from yeah. being able to yeah. process iron. Yeah. So any iron that you're taking, if you're taking yeah. a proton pump inhibitor, it's your body's not going to be able to absorb it, if, especially if you're taking your pills at the same time as many Correct. people do. Yes. And it takes a long time if if a person becomes anemic. It's not only low hemoglobin. You you have um, the the iron stored in your body, elemental iron stored in your body, is stored as ferritin. Yes. So if ferritin is measured as low, then your your iron is extremely low, and to elevate that is going to take months of oral therapy. In most cases, people need to go for um, intravenous therapy yeah. to get their iron levels up again. And if you ask the question, uh, are you you taking a PPI? How long have you been taking for like six, seven years? Yes, that's why you are iron deficient. Doctors don't tell you this. No. And nor do pharmacists, I'm sorry to say. And and I imagine that you would, but a lot of pharmacists don't because I think that, you know, if you think that you're standing in the dispensary, right, you're in the queue to the dispensary, it's now it's your turn. Those pharmacists are under such pressure, and I think that that's global. I don't think that it's, you know, just very good pharmacies. Um, you know, it might be something that's forgotten, you know. So this is why it's important for you to also have the information so that if you're going to, if you've been prescribed either a Nexium or any of the other names, what are the other names of the of other PPRs, David? Lanzaloc, Topsol. Pantor, Pantoprazole, um, Rab, Rabiz, Rabamed. Yeah. Yeah. And you also said true, yeah. what was it? Trustan. Trustan. Yes. Trustan. Yeah. Right, which yeah. is the generic of Nexium. Uh, if, yes. you, if you're on any of those, you should possibly also be on an iron supplement. But the best thing to do is actually have a blood test and check your iron levels. It's not recommended anyway. to be on an iron supplement unless it's proven that you need it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and even if you're on it, you have to have every 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 now and again you have to have blood tests to check that it's correct. Not. Yes, yeah, and then um, certain drugs, um, if people are on thyroid hormone replacement, yeah, it's critically important that those medicines are swallowed first thing in the morning without any food, and if those people are taking a PPI, the PPI needs to be taken at least six to eight hours after. The thyroid hormone, otherwise it affects how that is absorbed as well. So if you take, say, Nexium in the morning, would you take your iron at night? Iron? No, I'm just, I'm just saying, um, would you take iron if you're on, if you, if you are anemic? No, that's not relevant. Not iron. No. You wouldn't take, you wouldn't take an iron supplement if you are on Nexium? No. Um, and you're iron if, deficient? If you're iron deficient, yes, but it's not, Affected by the dose when when you take the Nexium, yeah. Really. So if yeah. you're iron deficient, yeah. what do you do? You take your Nexium yes. and you take your iron, but your iron is taken um, around a meal time, generally speaking, 
and you need to avoid products that contain calcium. So you wouldn't have iron with a dairy-rich meal. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Carol's weighing in. She says, if you want to read and comprehend the insert, you need to study at a university for years. (laughs) (laughs) Package inserts make for the most serious reading out there. And it's so tiny. It's so tiny. Yeah. (laughs) I mean... Yeah, okay. So we are talking about proton pump inhibitors. Let's just go back to, you were talking that um, these proton pump inhibitors are often used to treat um, Heliobacter pylori's. Yes. That's a bacterial infection of the gut. What are the symptoms of that, do you know? Um, The symptoms of Helicobacter, is that the name? Helicobacter pylori. Yeah, yeah. the the, the symptoms are um, indigestion, um, halitosis, bad breath, that would be a symptom of it, reflux, yeah, yeah. So it it, it has to be diagnosed via a gastroscopy. Okay. And then... You would take this, whatever the proton pump then inhibitor is. There's, there's, there's a combination of that with certain antibiotics that are given for a period of, normally for two weeks. Um, yeah. Is there another way to treat it? No. That's the only way? That's the only way to treat helicobacter pylori. Yeah. Okay. What are the other things that we need to know about, you know, the uh, contraindications and all of that of these uh, proton pump inhibitors so we've said iron yes we said iron. hip yeah the direct um, correlation cardiac patients who are taking digoxin um it's not used a lot anymore it's a cardiac drug um the brand name is lanoxin if they were if they're taking a ppr at the same time um the blood levels of the lanoxin digoxin can be elevated, and th- that has a very what they call a narrow therapeutic index. the The range of activity from being therapeutic to being toxic is quite narrow, and that that needs to be monitored. Um, patients on certain antifungal oral treatments, they might need a higher dose because your proton pump inhibitors decrease the absorption of those drugs. Um, those are, are two important examples. Certain antiretrovirals um, can't be taken with PPIs because it affects the blood levels as well. Would your doctor know this? They I should. Mean, would, would doctors they should do, say, yes. you know what, I can't prescribe this yeah. because yes. I know that you're already on whatever? Yes. Mm. Interesting. Karen says she's too scared to read the inserts. I don't blame you. <laughs> Stop it. You're a pharmacist. You're supposed to be the bravest of the lot of us. <laughs> okay. So I want to know from you, if you're on, you know, a Nexium or something that is a drug that is stopping your acid reflux mm. or helping you with acid reflux, do you also take an iron supplement? Have you been tested for iron deficiency? Because there is a correlation. Now, I'm, I'm just thinking, yeah. you know, especially as as one ages, you know, you need to go for bone density scans and, 
you know, you need to maybe take calcium supplements and things like that. And if you, if one is on a, a PPI, it's just kind of counteracting that. Yes. Completely. Yeah. It's counteracting that. It's affecting, it can lead to osteoporosis. Um, so what's the best solution? I mean, is all, is it always related to, to weight? It can also be related to diet. Yeah. Um, Processed foods, yeah, carbs, lifestyle carbs. Um, there's a there's a preservative that's used in bread called calcium pantothenoate, yeah, which can have serious implications for reflux yeah. and gastric Coffee. diseases. Caffeine. I'm not going to say anything negative about that. <laughs> okay, you take a sip while <laughs> But it's true that yeah. Yeah. that caffeine yes. yeah. and coffee definitely yes. yeah. uh, irritates it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, cardio, cardio exercise, not not intense exercise, is very good for digestive health. Yeah. One of our listeners says, hi, Kathy, my thing is to put the head up on a brick. Are you kidding yes. me that you would rather sleep on a brick than get it sorted out either through lifestyle or medication? Yeah. And elevating the bed with two bricks at the head of the bed is very good for reflux. And also which yes. side you sleep on. If you sleep it, on it your keeps, left side, it's it better. It keeps half the tokolosh away as well. <laughs> the top half or the bottom half. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <moving> on. okay. <laughs> we're all mad okay um all right from carol she says i used to pop along for my fix every couple of weeks now that i'm 76 i'm fine now oh that's interesting so you've outgrown it carol that's interesting Okay, another listener saying rather take a shot of alcohol in the morning. Will you stop it? This is a serious program. This is a serious Discare Medical Monday show. Stop it. We're serious people here. Right, David. Absolutely. Maybe it's Bailey's Irish cream just to get the antacid in. You see, you're not helping this. <laughs> you're not helping at all. If you've got any yeah. questions about... <laughs> acid reflux, what you can do, what the alternatives yeah. are, get in touch. And you can do that by SMS 34519. Those SMSs are charged at vast rates. You can give us a call on 0101 403020. And you can also send us a text on Telegram. And that number is 061-895-1019. What did you want to say, David? I want to say that um, <clears throat> in about 30% of the cases, even having a PPI prescribed doesn't get the result for the patients. And occasionally they prescribe twice a day wow. at, at maximum dose. Wow. And what is not often diagnosed and not really spoken about is another condition. Um, the abbreviation for it is LPR, which is laryngopharyngeal reflux. Okay. Now, your, your stomach contents are controlled by two sphincters. The one into the stomach at the lower end yes. and at the upper end where you swallow, you've got your laryngeal sphincter. Most reflux occurs below the laryngeal sphincter. However, what is very common is LPR. And that can be treated with an oral spray, 
which coats the throat. Oh. Now, what happens is that um, your your acid in your stomach, when you have a meal, the acid activates the pepsin enzyme. Pepsin is a very potent digester of protein. So if you have reflux, your stomach contents coming up, um, besides the acid, you've got pepsin, active pepsin there. So that's burning and causing inflammation in all of those tissues. And that can affect your sinuses and create post-nasal drip. Um, the, the pepsin neutralizes a enzyme which is present in your esophagus called carbamase. And if that is neutralized, the ability for carbamase to protect that area is affected as well. So there's a very simple product out there called Larry Throat Spray. And Larry, L-A-R-R-Y. L-A-R-R-I. Oh. Yeah. Um, it's obviously a play on laryngeal here. And patients who are struggling with their PPIs and still not getting the results, if, if they use that product, they'll, they'll find that they get tremendous relief from it. Okay, well, that's good to know. That's very good to know. Yeah. So would you only use the Larry's throat spray if uh, if you have a problem? You couldn't use it as a prevention? Um, Does that make sense? No. I, You're looking I wouldn't at me use like it as a prevention if I don't have symptoms. Um, but what happens if you don't have symptoms? then you wouldn't need treatment for any of this. <laughs> but you, would, you wouldn't no, know. You could no. have this yeah. LPR, yeah. but yeah. not not yeah. have symptoms necessarily. It's, it's not asymptomatic. You would have... Oh, so you would have... You would have a, would have a feeling of fullest. You would have a lump in your throat, like a, a sensation of a lump in your throat, difficulty yes. swallowing, long-term post-nasal drip issues, Yes. Um, thick mucus coming down the back of your throat. Okay. Yeah. So... Okay, and you said it's called yeah. Larry's. Yes, Larry. Larry. Yeah. L A double R I. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not necessary. Yeah, I'm sorry if I made it sound yeah. like a motor oil. It's not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Kayla, this mm. is Disc Game Medical Monday. Going to get to your messages right after this. But uh, before we do, let me give you the, the numbers. You've got about five minutes to get in touch, and you can send an SMS on 34519. Or you can send us a message on Telegram, and that number is 061-895-1019. You can also give us a call on 0101-403020. My guest is David Kahn. He's the pharmacy manager at Diskem Linksfield. That's in the, in the neighborhood center. And I'm Kathy Kalen. This is Diskem Medical Monday. This is Medical Monday brought to you with compliments of Diskem, pharmacists who care. I'm Kathy Kayla, and thank you so much for joining me. I'm standing in here on the Diskim Medical Monday show. And my guest this morning is David Kahn. We do these shows every two weeks where we look at a group of medications only from the what you should know if you're taking these medications point of view. So if you've got any questions, we're talking about PPIs. Those are proton pump inhibitors. This is a group of medications to treat acid reflux. But there's also lots of different ways to treat acid reflux without medications per se. So you could look at something like uh, Gaviscon, 
right, which is not, it's not a, would you consider it a medication? Is it a medication? It is, it is a medication, yeah. Okay, but it's not, it's not a it's long-term. A, it's, it's a physical drug. It's a physical drug. It's not a chemical there drug. There we go. It's a mechanical drug. Yes. Right. So it coats the top of your stomach and any, any food that comes back through that sphincter, uh, your acid reflux is actually not acid reflux. It's just reflux, I guess. If that's the case, um, there's also, you know, alkaline. So you could take an alkaline powder. Discam's got a very good alkaline powder. The benefits of that are not just to help uh, treat the acid reflux, but it's always good that your body is in a neutral or an alkaline state. An acidic state is never a good, a good thing. Your body pH should be seven between seven point two and seven point five. Um, yes, and now you're going to rush off to Discam clinic to go and get them to test. What your body's pH is. Do they do such a test? No. No. Okay. No, so don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> if we, you've got we, can, we can test your iron. There, um. we there we go. You can have your iron <laughs> tested. But if you are on a PPI and you're feeling lethargic, go to a mirror and just pull down your bottom eyelid. If the inside of your eyelids or your gums look pale, you should just go and get checked out by your doctor. Do this via your doctor, and he'll probably send you for an iron test. But, you know, that that lethargy, and it's very easy to miss. Um, I'll tell you very quickly a, a personal story. You know, here in Johannesburg, we drive, we drive, you know, we're limited in terms of our exercise. And uh, 2016, I was in Israel with my, I went to go and see uh, my daughter and there you're catching buses and you're walking a lot and you don't really notice. Three days, I'd only gone for a week. Three days after getting there, I found that every time I was exercising, I was getting this pain in my chest. I ended up being hospitalized. The doctor called the doctor. I mean, I'd taken medical travel insurance. The doctor comes and she says, I'm giving you 24 hours to get to an emergency room. I get there and my iron was so low they had to do four blood transfusions, and that's very serious. You think, oh, iron deficiency. Okay, so you won't feel so energetic. The problem is, is that you can go into organ failure. It's a very, very serious condition, and you don't always know. Unless you're exercising, you might just feel tired. But, hey, we all feel tired, and there's stress, and there's all kinds of things. So I'm just giving you a personal caution that you need to have these things checked out, especially if you aren't leading the healthiest lifestyle. Perhaps you're not exercising or perhaps your diet isn't what it should be. You know, these PPIs prevent your body from um, absorbing iron, vitamin B12 and magnesium. Magnesium is very important. What's the role of magnesium, David? Magnesium is involved in a huge amount of chemical reactions within our bodies. And it's part of your electrolyte balance. If your magnesium becomes extremely low, you do get cardiac side effects as well. Right. Right. Um, One of our listeners, uh, he says, uh, thank you so much. He says, I was on Nexium and developed a terrible neuropathic rash. That's interesting. It's one of the rare side effects. Um, As with most drugs, there's a potential for... Side effects. And for skin reactions, yes. Yeah. Well, the skin being the biggest organ, anything that causes Correct. a rash, you run. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, and it need not necessarily only be your skin that's affected. Um, it can be the lining of any 
part of your body, really. Yeah, which is scary because the skin, at least, you can see. Yes. Um, the dermato- this, the message goes on to say, dermatologist thought it was shingles, which I didn't believe. I was in agony for approximately two weeks, and then I had a eureka moment and stopped taking the Nexium. The rash subsided 50% after stopping Nexium for two days. Rash gone after five days. Doctors told me it couldn't be from the Nexium. Unbelievable. I'm surprised to hear that. Weight loss and healthy food choices has controlled my reflux. <clears throat> I'm very nervous to take PPRs. My, in case of emergency, ID says allergic to PPRs. Thank you so much for that, and thank you for sharing that story. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's the truth, is that sometimes, you know, doctors, especially when there's controversy, right? So, you know, the connection between b- bone fractures and PPIs, yes. it still remains controversial, yeah. even though a number of papers have been put out Correct. drawing yeah. that. And the, the same with iron deficiency. There, there's also a connection between PPIs and bacterial infections because you're in interfering with the acid level of your stomach, the pH of your stomach. Yeah. The pH of your stomach is part of your immune system. It's a gatekeeper. So it can make you more susceptible to pneumonia or to digestive infections as well. Interesting. Mm. Um, Karen with a Y weighing in. She says, this game is unbelievable. Thank you, David, for all your pharmacists that help appreciate it. And that's from Karen with a Y. Thanks, Karen. Thank you, Karen. With and then a y. she goes off to say that she needs Larry's. <laughs> she spelled it L-A-R-R-Y-S. Okay, I'm not even going to go there with Karen. Um, unsigned says, hi, could you please tell me when to take my Pantor, my Ltroxin, and my iron supplement? Great question. Thank you so much. Your altroxin first thing in the morning upon awakening. What is altroxin? Thyroid hormone. Okay. Yeah. Altroxin, euthyrox, and now soon to be Synthrine. Um, sorry, Synthroid. Yeah. Um, that's a new brand that's coming into the market, yeah. And so that would be first thing in the morning. Your PPI would be at least six hours later. And your iron supplement... As I stated earlier, avoid anything rich in calcium, dairy. It's supposed to be taken after a meal and no dairy or calcium-rich supplements or foods from an hour before or two hours after that meal. If you're on a PPI, aside from cutting out certain things, are there certain foods that we should be increasing? So, for example, should we be increasing our protein intake? If we're on a, PT, a PPI, your your carbohydrates and um, can antagonize because a, a carbohydrate-rich diet is contributing omega six to your body, which omega sixes are the elements within your diet that acidify the body. <coughs> so. There's the possibility that taking a omega-3 rich product would help protect against those effects. Oh, interesting. Mm. Okay. Um, Carol says, Kathy, please ask David, is it good to take a probiotic every night? I love that question. Probiotics. (coughs) Probiotics, there's a lot of new science coming out about probiotics and 
everything starts with your gut, your immune system. So to be taking a daily probiotic, yes. There's a lot of marketing around probiotics. Um, there's good and bad ones. Just give can I just say, have yeah. very, very good ones. Yeah. I think you've got yeah. some with like 16 strains, some with 19 strains. Yes. Oh, and sorry, some, 9 strains, and those yeah. are the ones that you really yeah. want. Yeah, and there, there are some with very good scientific backing yeah. um, for treating irritable bowel, irritable bowel syndrome. Some are good for stomach upsets. Um, there, there are specific ones that you could take. Um, I attended a talk by a microbiologist about six years ago, and she advised that people should cycle between the different brands because there isn't a lot of clear science as to which is going to benefit you long term. Probiotics are good. Okay. Uh, if you've got any questions, 34519, that is the SMS line. Those SMSs are charged at one rand fifty. You've got about three minutes to send through your messages, your questions for my guest, David Kahn. He is the pharmacy manager at Diskem Linksfield in the Neighborhood Center. And this is Diskem Medical Monday. I'm Kathy Kayla and I'm standing in. This is Medical Monday brought to you with compliments of Diskem, pharmacists who care. I'm Kathy Kayla. I'm standing in. This is Diskem Medical Monday. My guest this morning is David Kahn. He is the pharmacy manager at Diskem Linksfield in the Neighborhood Center. We've been talking for the last hour about proton pump inhibitors and different ways that you can treat acid reflux. Now, this isn't a diagnostic show. It's not our job to diagnose, and I don't think that, you know, pharmacists diagnose. That's, that should be done. Diagnosis should be done with your GP, with labs, you know, if you think of your GP or your house doctor as someone who is your health management central, right? From there, they'll send you to specialists, whatever. But it's very important that you know the implications of your of your medicines. I've said to a lot of my friends who are next to have you checked your iron? And every single one of them are iron deficient. So, you know, they say it's controversial. It's not controversial. When more people are iron deficient who are on it, it's, there's no controversy. I mean, for me, that's the, you know, anecdotal or not. Yeah. Um, okay, what else do we need to know about taking proton pump inhibitors? Is there anything at stand out? I mean, should you reduce your coffee intake? Should you increase your orange juice uptake? Because orange juice has got vitamin C. I mean, should you take a vitamin C supplement? Because vitamin C helps you to metabolize the iron as well. I'm a strong perp, um, proponent proponent for <laughs> moderating in life. Okay. And not not to cut out totally. Um, obviously, if you have an acute attack, you can exclude. But rather moderate and lead a healthy lifestyle. Keep your diet as natural as possible. Avoid the processed foods. Raw foods. Avoid yeah, avoid the preservatives, the colorants, um, the artificial sweeteners. Those are all chemicals that can have negative effects on our bodies and lead to disease. A message coming through for you, David. Please comment on supplementation with vitamin B12 when taking a PPI. So should we be taking, should we look for supplements with B12 if we're taking PPI? 
it would be best to be tested for your B12 levels. Um, it's more in the elderly patient where B12 becomes very deficient. What does and B12 do? Vitamin B12, it affects appetite, um, which is um, something that people don't like a lot if they take B12. It stimulates appetite, but it has a lot of effects around energy, nerve function, nerve conduction within the body. Okay. It's it's a critically important vitamin. Yeah. And it also has effects with um, the uptake of iron into hemoglobin when your body is manufacturing hemoglobin. It requires B12. So, so there's iron, two reasons B12, why you might be vitamin E, vitamin C, all work together to do with iron absorption. All right, so you can go and see David Kahn, the pharmacy manager at Diskem Linksfield in the neighbourhood centre. In fact, you could go to any Diskem pharmacist and ask them what supplements should I be on? Should I be on any supplements if I'm taking a PPI? And if you're having acid reflux and you haven't had it checked out, please go have it checked out. We want you healthy. We want you strong. That's what life is about, leading the best life, getting the most done. Life is glorious. It is wonderful. There is so much to be grateful for. And uh, it just makes it a lot easier if you're feeling well. I'm Kathy Kayla. Thank you so much to my esteemed guest, to David Kahn. Great to be here. Thank you. And we will be, we'll, yeah, you'll be back in two weeks' time. Yay! <laughs> thank you so much to my sound engineer, to Craig. Thank you very much. And of course, to my wonderful producer, to Harry Slick Seleke. Thank you, Slick. I will be back, same time, same place, next week. God bless and have a healthy, wonderful week. Here's your news. Bye.